DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. There we go. All right. <laughs> now, <laughs> I gotta, now, now I got to force. Now I got to yes. force another joke. See? No. No. Right, everything you've makes never sense. Never force, forced a joke in your life. Don't even. Don't even have to. I'm not sure what that means. You want to dust that chip off your shoulder there, boss? <laughs> Joke lives matter, guys. <laughs> Do they, though? Do they? Do no, they, though? No, I don't think they do. Uh, well, welcome to November. Uh, not another podcast. Uh, I am James. I'm Sam. I'm Dan. I'm Bryce. I am posting up so much video. Of just Jim's face. I mean, this is probably the best I've looked. I would say, <laughs> clean shaven, in, in some time. And Presentable. Again, man, I understand now, like why the rest, why the wrestlers do it. Why you know with the masks and such? Because shit's comfortable, man. Well, I mean, everywhere except for the nose, and, and it's the same issue that I have when I'm wearing like just a regular standard COVID mask, and that is uh, my fucking nose hair. Uh, I've not become uh, just aware that my nose is like an abandoned house plant that is just <laughs> fucking dried bramble. Just, yeah, just fucking... you see what happens when you snort Miracle Grow. You see what happens? Well, I, it's it's horrible because I'm trying I, to get the beard back, dude. You know, uh, you take yeah. desperate measures. It's not good. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I should because I don't want to trim the nose hairs because they do serve a purpose. But when it constricts so goddamn much, I mean, there's got to be some pruning. Just put All a right. needle nose plier up there, grab a bunch and get after it. You'll be good for it. That's best two out of three falls. You know, pliers yeah. count anywhere, I guess. Yeah, just go until you start crying and then, you know, call it the match there. First guy, get a first guy to do a little trimmy trim. Doesn't hurt you. First one that's hairless loses. The next match is a needle nose pliers match. It's a loser buys a no nose hair loses. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, how much into uh, professional wrestling were were y'all? Because here in Pennsylvania. It was, uh, you know, it was it was a thing to do um, when they came to town back in like the nineties when Vince McMahon. That's all you had. had. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Accurate. What else did you have? Tell me. Tell me. Yeah, you can be. You can be right and not a dick. I mean, <laughs> I could. Danny, but you could. No. But, no. I mean, no. no. <laughs> that is not the way of it. You had wrestling and barn raising. Not in that order. Typically I mean, in the same and place. Monster truck the same Usually after a good barn raising, yep. there was a lot of wrestling. <laughs> Lots. Lot I remember going to a up. I remember going to a 
monster truck rally. And yeah, you're right though, Danny, it's all in the same arena. They just, you know, set it up differently. But uh, back in the day, when it was called the Gund Arena, that's where all this stuff was held. And now it's mm. the Quicken Loans Arena or the Q, whatever. Um, oh, yeah, so- better than uh, in Philly, the first union center or FU center. <laughs> <laughs> I, shit, that that's is a better. real thing. Yeah. yeah. That's better. Welcome um, to we Philly. We're going to the FU field. Progressive field for Live the Indians the that will FU now be the Guardians. Outstanding. What was that, Sam? I said, it sounds like I, I don't like all these insurance companies that name fields after themselves. I think it's really stupid, but um, like we have progressive field for the Indians. That's been progressive field for a while now. Some people still call it the Jake. And then um, we will now be called uh, uh, they're, we're changing the name to, from the Indians to the guardians. guardians. So yes. we'll have that. Cause you're finally happening. not a racist state. Yeah. Right. I guess I can't say not a racist team name anymore. There you go. But there's still the Braves and the Chiefs out there that won't even like. But um, so I did learn. I did learn. It makes sense at the Progressive Arena. Right there, you go. Progressive. You're uh, right. Exactly. Um, it didn't so much bother me that they changed the name to something else for reasons. I mean, like the 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 name for the Indians and Chief Wahoo is in honor of an actual person that lived, and you know what? You know, uh, uh, so um. It's been the Indians as long as I know. So I'm, a, I'm sad for my, my nostalgia, but I'm, I'm really, it doesn't bother me that the name changed. So like we're growing as a society. I, it doesn't bother me that it changed. Gross. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Guys, Don't say that it. word. Shut up. <laughs> it's like critical race sounds... theory. Oh, <laughs> Innovation and forward momentum. Oh my God. No. Those Progress? are as bad as fuck. That's, and that's, shit. That's, that's comic talk, right there. There's you no know, women. Women. Women's <laughs> gonna want to vote, talks. right? You know, and it's so, gonna be it's gonna be horrid, you know. And it, the Guardians is growing on me. I don't think it's the best name, but it's growing on me. I don't really. And, Look, and unless the their Indians, mascot that is name. a gun-toting smartass raccoon. There you go. <laughs> but the um, what I did learn was that until we got to Indians, the name had changed seven times. So like, wow. Is it really that big of a deal? Like, calm down. <laughs> it's just a sport that you don't even play. Settle. <laughs> it's a boring ass sport. Nobody it's, wants to watch. I love baseball. Oh, I love baseball. <laughs> and I baseball sucks <laughs> and you all know it. No, baseball's great. It's a I don't full day fucking epilogue. It's what a waste of I, uh, It's like going to church. I will tag. <laughs> I will tag in here. Uh, uh, I got Bryce's back. Yeah, baseball is essentially <laughs> watching people stand around. Uh, they throw a, a, a ball. Uh, someone uh, swings a stick and they run around in a square. That's more exciting uh, than football. Yeah, sure. Uh, what with the collisions and the running and the catching and, <laughs> and, and it's all called the a diamond, not yeah. a square. Jim. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. No, you are right. He plays diamonds he's, are exciting. he's from Pennsylvania. They play that square ball. Yeah, whose side do you want to fuck fair. with? Like <laughs> I'm trying to have your fucking back and you're just you're gonna cut my legs. I'm just out. lighting the match. Look, I'm just gonna tell like square ball. ball. Uh, Unreal. There is not a single sports ball that I like. I agree. I can get I had fun. It's all I the same fucking thing. Hockey was the only one that I could kind of enjoy, but I like hockey. That's because I, you I, like violence, Bryce. I really enjoy baseball, but that's me. Um, 
because I, I, I guess watching baseball for me is more strategy than it is just the actual act that's happening. It's more the conversation between the pitcher and the batter that I find more entertaining when shit pops off. It's cool and it's fun, but it's, it's kind of understanding why they throw certain pitches and you can tell when they meant to throw something else, but they fucked up. I enjoy that aspect of it, but I will say my favorite sport to watch is rugby. Cause nothing personal. I don't get me wrong. I do like football. Um, but rugby is football on crack because it's nonstop. You get bashed to the ground. You don't stop play. You keep going. You shove that shit out from between your legs, let it go to your teammate, and they keep going until they get bashed in the face. And there are very little to no pads. And so it's kind of one of those things where I have more respect for rugby players than I do for football players because – Oh, fuck you too. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just And saying. how much rugby did you play? None. Because oh, I'm not okay. gonna lie. Watching that shit, I can hmm. tell you right now, that is not a sport for me because I would get hurt. So while um, I played, how, yeah, how much did you play? I didn't get hurt. <laughs> uh, I have actually played rugby, and I will tell you, Danny is correct. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, I'm not There's saying reason, it's not. Well, the year that the Seahawks finally went to the Super Bowl and won it, that first year that we had Wilson and Lynch and all them. They were actually getting coaching from rugby coaches on how to be more aggressive in their tackling and how to be more aggressive overall. So that's one of the reasons why the defensive line that year was just so fucking harsh was because they had gone through rugby training and they were almost unstoppable. And it was like, that's what cued me into it. It was like, okay, maybe there's something to this rugby. And I watched it, and I remember just sitting there going, holy fuck, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a this is real. dangerous. I love it. It's funner. If you, wanna, if you want a fun sport, it's the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. Nice. Oh. Is that the one where a bunch of drunks are on a hill and they roll a, a, a wheel of <laughs> they cheese They chase down a wheel of cheese, yep. And they I've run seen after that on yeah. The Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. I typically see videos of that with like silly music put over the top of it, like Benny Hill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the sound that the cheese makes, and it as it rolls down the hill. Yeah, it's musical yeah. cheese. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Uh, let's see here. I also enjoy um, Murder Ball. Uh, if you guys have ever watched uh, guys in wheelchairs play basketball, yeah, uh, which sounds More entertaining. Your, which you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, well, that's kind of an odd choice or whatever uh or maybe just going for a cheap laugh watch oh, that tracks. shit they're real watch athletes that. just like yeah. anyone else yeah and you're it's right. like and even more so to some degree those guys get full contact yeah it's the collision and the and the, the chairs look like something out of fucking mad max it's it's badass i love it mm-hmm. better than like people running around with brooms acting like they're playing quidditch <laughs> <laughs> I give you that. I give That's you that. called LARPing. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. There is no sport Truth. more brutal than Walmart on Black Friday. Oh my gosh. Circa I've been one time. 
I had, yeah, once I had a friend who was like, oh, well, I want to get a TV. Can you come help me? And I was like, oh, God. So I told you her, said I told TV. Her, I heard concussion. That's right. So, weird. <laughs> so I Multiple get films. to the Walmart and this is when I was with, living in Illinois and I get to the Walmart and I, I told her, text me when you get there, then I'll show up and come find you. So she texts me and I live just right down the road. So I got there and I go in the store and I'm just like trying to avoid things being thrown at my head or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, like I'm not touching anything. God, lady, just it's yours. Take it. It's like Fuck. the mist. They so, got people like stacking up dog food to make like a like a trench or some shit. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And I could not find her. Could not find her. Um, Danny set the fire Danny alarm did. off. <laughs> Uh, for our <laughs> for our listening audience, Barbara. Danny set off his his smoke alarm. I did, I did. Guarding, because he you was know what? Up his pipe. Hot box in this bitch. <laughs> professor, Professor but, Popeye in his pipe. <laughs> but I couldn't find my friend, so I texted her. I was like, "Dude, I'm out of here. Like, you're on your own." <laughs> you just left her in a war torn Walmart. <laughs> I couldn't find her. I she never messaged to go me there. there. What she's well, not telling you is she never heard from her friend ever again. 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 Yep. They never found her body. <laughs> it's, it got thrown there in the There is a legend of the ghost of the toilet paper aisle. <laughs> she was so trampled in the aisle that she became part of the tile. So. Damn. Uh, I've we're never getting this stain out. Black Fridays, so yes. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh. I can't even imagine. Fuck yeah. that. I worked at a Petco. And it really you, wasn't that bad. <laughs> so the the glass doors, I know <laughs> the sliding doors, they have the emergency open. So you, you can just push them out if there's yeah. like a fire or something. So that's what we would do is we would just push the doors open because everyone would be pushing through. So it was just faster to just push one of the doors out. Smart, Jeez. smart. Push it the fuck out smart. of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll wait till Cyber Monday. <laughs> Bree is a veteran. She's gone to uh, more than her fair share of Black Fridays. And uh, when, I know when she's going because she puts on the, the full the Kevlar suit. Uh, she has a holster strapped on for the bat with the, uh, the nails on it. Um, <laughs> she's strapping two stun guns, quick draw yeah. fashion. I thought That's she sort of wore like that a... stuff when she goes to the grocery store. <laughs> Well, now, yeah, but right. <laughs> it's a combination. Break it out for Black Friday. It's a combination look between like the Purge and um, I don't know, uh, The Last of Us. <laughs> you know, the last Purge. Accurate. Yeah, I um, I thankfully didn't really take part in too many of the, the Black Fridays just out of, you know, um, it just it seemed like it was way more work uh to get like a minor discount right. and i know that you know in the, the 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 holiday season uh based on the birth of baby jesus baby white baby baby white lord jesus uh in in egypt <laughs> or, or wherever the fuck it was supposed to be um i'm sure if, Beijing. if yeah it's like it's yeah. it's not just one thing to 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 you know completely miss the purpose of the holiday and to commercialize it completely. But that commercialized gift doesn't really mean anything unless you either almost or completely took someone's life in order to acquire that item. The price isn't really all that important. It's more about like establishing dominance. I think it's more just like people who've never experienced a mosh pit in their life really need Black (laughs) Friday. 
and people who have experienced mosh pits and miss them, that's why they go back. That's it. That's so, it. What you're saying, like minor discount, and that is truer now more than ever. Like every year, the discounts are less and less and less, and they're not, it's not actually anything. And yeah. years ago, it's I always read last article. year's model, too. Yeah. Like got, the TVs are always the, the old model they're trying right. to get rid of anyway. And we got and, four of them, and the asshole in front of you bought all four. Yeah. And years ago, I read this article that was like, okay, don't go Black Friday shopping because you'll get the same, if not better discounts in the spring sales in the off season. And you're not going to have to deal with the crowd. So just shop off season sales because they're going to be the same, if not better than anything you'll find on Black Friday or even Cyber Monday, because Cyber Monday is following the same trend. But at least you can do that at home and online. Right. You need to have your shit together, though, in order to do that. And uh, yeah. Americans and I think humans as a whole, most of us, um, we suck just at, at life and in at most things in general. So, yes, logic would dictate buy off season, sans crowds, better deals, and you don't have to be in such a rush. No, yeah. I like to be under pressure, uh, filled with anger, hate, and bile. And I get to wipe that on complete strangers for the purposes of getting a flat screen for a buck fifty. I also uh, am under the impression, too, that Black Friday uh, outbursts of violence just stem from people's pent up rage at the Thanksgiving they just went through. Mm. And it's just their excuse to <laughs> spend it with my in laws. I need to punch someone. It's like my grandmother didn't like my mashed potatoes and it's your fucking fault. Exactly. Can't believe you fucking voted Republican, you son of a bitch. Exactly. See, that's it. It's uh, just Americans' way of relieving stress. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I, I've i never done a Black Friday sale uh, until, what was it, like five years ago? I went to Guitar Center with a good buddy of mine on Black Friday. Hi, James. Um, and yeah, it Can we was... We cleaned the store out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty awesome. Just pretty one awesome. brick was all it took to make that window drop. <laughs> well, real, dude. What do you think I got this guitar I'm playing with? Oh. No, but we were, Danny, we were smart, smart, and it was Guitar Center, so there wasn't going to be a ton of people. No. Now, even with their sales that they were having, it was still, I mean, yes, we got stuff for cheaper, Mm-hmm. but still absorbently expensive no matter what. The nice part was, as I was walking in there with, you know, a five spot. So it was like, I had options. It is amazing yeah. what you can get with uh, $5 and a uh, nine millimeter. Yes, yeah, seriously. $5? Very, at, very helpful. At Guitar Center. He said oh, a five yeah. spot. Yeah. Oh, is that where you walk up to the counter and you say, hey, can you, uh, can you change this for me? And you slide the five over, and then you have a, a handgun next yeah. to the five. Yeah. And There's a note on like, the five dollar bill. I said, <laughs> no. it's amazing what you can get with five dollars and a nine millimeter. <clears throat> if somebody had, yeah, that happened to me uh, when I was working at the porn store. Actually, we had somebody come in. Uh, <laughs> Yo, similar, give me all the dildos, motherfucker! <laughs> hey, it's on. like. Chin straps, motherfucking chin straps. It's like, first of all, it's hilarious that you think a porn clerk would have the will to live. (laughs) Um, I mean, take them, don't take them. I could give a fuck, really. I'll just leave. I'll leave you the key. Fuck it. I don't care. Just lock up when you're done. 
Yeah. <laughs> just don't tell me what you're going to fucking use them for. I honestly don't care. Just get out of my store. Maybe wipe yeah. down a surface or two before you leave, you filthy fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not fun. But, you know, Not let's just talk. for my safety, but also, you know, they might fingerprint, you know. The so. next robber's safety. <laughs> I don't want to know whose rectum has been on this, okay? It's just gross. Rectum? <laughs> Damn near killed him. That's right. <laughs> Thank I you. Knew he was going there. Oh, no, shut up. You know what that is? That's Soft a, uh, right that's a creepy dad joke. Is what that is. It's creepy dad. Look, it was just that's lying right. there on the floor. Someone was going to slip on it if I didn't pick it up. Right. True. Covered in lube. You put a newspaper Big Jim's over industrial it. size lube. Industrial size lube, like yeah. Is it just like one like drop of lube, but it's like super big? Mm-hmm. It's a giant barrel. You just submerge yourself into and come out, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, just one dive, and you're good to go. You know, this is like Gross. three weeks in a, a row. We've <laughs> focused on lubrication of some sort. Well, that's Mostly because we, all of our asses yeah. have been fucked so dryly. A sound bite of that. Who hurt you, Sam? You just add that to the drop. <laughs> oh, you weren't here last week. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, experience. last week. I, I'm Yo. still dealing with breakouts the, from how stressed out I was. It was yeah. the Samantha show. If you if you missed last week's um, I'm sorry, uh, no. blame GoDaddy. Um, yeah, I ain't wearing we'll this dumbass fucking mask for you, numb nuts. I'm wearing this for Sam. <laughs> Clearly. And not the double chin hiding. And Ed Harley. And my chin. Actually, my chin's <laughs> no, my double chin's name is Ed Harley. Ed Hardly. Ed, Ed Hardly. Ed Hardly. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But uh, if we can shift gears from that horrifying nightmare fuel Speaking to of something more entertaining. Fuel. Horrifying nightmare fuel. James, you had written so uh, for you. Yeah, we gotta uh, let's, let's explain this. Yeah, couldn't bother to be ma- uh, make it the past two fucking weeks. I'm sure you didn't bother to listen to the fucking show either because you're the reasons why we are failing. But- I thought today was Wednesday. <laughs> I was going to listen to it today, but it turns out yeah. today was Thursday. So I, for Halloween, I, I came up with the uh, the concept that we would write our own fantasy horror movie uh, with no issue with uh, uh, franchises or timelines or characters, anything you want. It's totally up to you. Uh, and you can write it any way you want. And so I uh, posed that to everyone and I sat down to, to start just sort of you know, putting together some bullet points. And I figured I'd, I'd dress it up as uh, as I went live on air, but apparently that didn't happen in my ADD uh, medicine kicked in and I was just super goddamn focused. And I, just, I was like, okay, so then this would happen. I'm like, oh, but then I would want it to happen like this. And then this would happen. And oh, that sounds really good. And I'm in like page fucking three, hour two of this thing that I just wanted to have a couple of fucking quick ideas. Be like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. So uh, this obsession has, has blossomed into just this amazing beanstalk of creativity. And, uh, I think we're going to prune James tonight. So, yeah, essentially the same thing happened to me while I was listening to Jim uh, tell us about this great uh, crossover horror movie that he had come up. Saga. It seemed like a saga. Um, (laughs) I I was making little, uh, you know, mental notes of for my own listening to his. And then I sat down Uh, at the end of that. We said, yeah, let's all come up with one. That'll be fun to, you know, kind of get everyone's ideas. And 
So the next day I sat down intending to bullet point it. And I've got like half a novel now. Can't tell can't do it. Can't bullet point it's, it. Can yeah, you? it's it's once you get going, it's it just takes over. The word you're looking for, James, is fun. I know it's been so long since we've had that in what? this shit world all of us <laughs> have been stuck in. But it's called fun. I remember it from when the, from the before times. Before, remember? Before, <laughs> before, I miss the before times. Before, I meet. We I all miss the before times. That's how I we're going to refer to it when we're all in our little survival camps. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to tell a tale of the before times. Children, gather round. Gather, gather round. round. <laughs> What's that, Samantha Hair doll? Why, my day was fun. Thank you for asking. Is <laughs> Madame Menstrata? <laughs> yes. You pay your dues. Kneel before Menstrata. Yeah. yeah. So my first installment uh, involved uh, crossing over uh, basically Jason, Michael, and Freddie. And then um, I added some more to it, and it's going to start bringing in some other interesting side characters uh, or other horror movie iconic uh, franchise members. Um, and then James teased a little bit of what he had uh, cooking in the ki- the old horror kitchen. Yeah, I I, uh, I took the big three, and then I went even bigger because mm. I added a lot more. Some that I thought I should have fucking thought of, but so. Um... For mine, we open right at the end of Hellraiser, Mm. where Miss Kirsty Cotton has just witnessed the most horrific things in her life, and she tries to burn the puzzle box in a fire where she witnesses the great skeletal beast fly off into the night with the cursed box. Mm -hmm. So attempting to avoid the mental asylum and the uh, severe interest from the police who just want to get to the bottom of what happened. Severe interest. Uh, Kirsty decides that she really needs to understand what she's witnessed. So over the course of the next five years, Kirsty travels the world following any hint of the box and where it might have come from. So during the opening montage of her travels, we get a voiceover from Kirsty explaining everything she's learned about the history of the box. Check this shit out. Does the the um, Sex in the City music playing while she's <laughs> doing her voiceover? Yes, <laughs> I don't want to scare people that bad. Okay, I mean, there's psychological. I want to, I want to chill know. them, but I don't want to, you know, scar them. In addition right, to um, that, you can you can stay at Carrie Bradshaw's apartment now as a B and B, but you can't um, take the shoes. No, would there be a barf and beheadment? Beheading, beheading. I guess would be. That's the <laughs> verb. Beheadment. Beheadment. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. So, yes. So, so fresh. So, so in the years leading summer. to his death, Abdul al uh was said to worship the ancient ones. And he wrote the first ever known version of the Necronomicon. Uh, Al-Hazared was later uh, tried and executed for his crimes. And the mm. book was said to be lost until it appeared in Greece in 1950. For the next 100 years, Constantinople was plagued by unexplained deaths until the book was discovered and taken away by the patriarchal patriarch Michael, who died under mysterious circumstances. Istanbul, Constantinople. The book later shows up. The the next confirmed 
uh, instance of the book is in the 18th century when it said that a toy maker in France by the name of Philip Lemachon is, is contracted to make a number of puzzle boxes, 13 of them in total, all of them looking almost identical. While working mostly with wood and brass, Lemachard is also given less traditional materials such as bone and human fat to complete each puzzle box by his client, a woman identified in his diaries only as Angelique. When all the puzzles were completed, Angelique came and collected the boxes and then invited Lemachard to a dinner where she'd be presenting the final box, which she called the Lament Configuration to a Duke. Oh. During the dinner, the Duke managed to solve the puzzle and summon forth the ancient ones, the Cenobites. Lemachard later wrote that it was the most horrific scene he had ever witnessed, and it was only through quick thinking and his knowledge of the configuration that saved his life. He collected all 13 boxes and a strange book that the Duke had been reading from. He then recorded his investigation of the book and the discovery of the plans for the boxes within the book. As he continued to read the Necronomicon, Lemachard discovered that it not only contained all the knowledge of the ancient ones and the ways to summon them, but also how to contain, control, and even destroy them. He then spent the rest of his life trying to build a new box that he believed would open a gateway to paradise that he planned to use to destroy the other boxes, which he could not destroy by human means. This is still the voiceover? This is all the voiceover. There's a lot of voiceover. Well, it's like a lot the, of exposition. This is the beginning, beginning of it's like the beginning of Dune. I was just gonna say, get Princess Aurelian to do it. We're on board. <laughs> but we're, we're with you. So when the voiceover ends, the scene opens with Kirsty pulling into a rundown, grim-looking trailer park in Michigan. She's following up on a story that seems really odd, but maybe tied to the box. She finds the trailer she's looking for and knocks, and we are introduced to one Ash Williams. Fuck real. Life has not been good to Ash since his return from the 1400s, where he claims to have saved humanity. You're welcome. Kirsty <laughs> convinces Ash, however, that she believes his story and is hunting for anything that can stop hell from opening again. Ash very reluctantly invites her in and shares the full story. After several sexual advances, I am certain. Well, there was a lot of drinking because he's at least 20 or 30. Pretty much a drunk now. Yeah. Wait. However, Kirsty listens to his story, and there's nothing seemingly in the story that links him to the box. However, Ash does bring out the Necronomicon that he's been keeping safe while simultaneously looking for a way to destroy it. Probably he allows Kirsty to look through the book, and she's fine when she, she's stunned when she finds pictures of the very familiar box within it. Kirsty claims she knows someone who could translate the book because it's all written in Latin, and Ash rips it from her hands, warning that things go bad when people read from it. Sumerian. Uh, actually, it's Latin. I, I did look it up. Because <laughs> I, I really wanted this to be accurate. Uh, Kirsty convinces Ash that they want the same thing, and that if he, if he goes with her, they'll find a way to destroy the book and the box. Ash agrees, and they leave to meet with a friend of Kirsty's, one Miss Nancy Thompson in Springfield, Illinois. Nice. On the trip, Kirsty spends more time examining the book, but can't translate any of it, though she does find drawings of the Cenobites. Ash tells her he, about what he calls the Deadites. Kirsty explains what she knows from the book from her own research and her hunt for the box. 
They arrive in Springfield and meet Nancy, who was a victim of something very supernatural and has led her into her own pursuits, uh, studying the strange phenomenon. Kirsty and Ash give her the book and Nancy's able to translate it, although Ash warns not to read any of it aloud, as that's how it seems to bring forth the deadites. Nancy confirms the book contains ways to summon the ancient ones who will bring about the apocalypse, and the puzzle boxes are actually keys to that, but they all have different purposes. Yes, Good. Senator. So uh, just like a, a just a possible non sequitur opposed to the group. So, yes, uh, you read f- out loud from the Necronomicon. Uh, it summons evil to earth and usually has to find a human host and yeah we've all seen that all go down before so if you are to maybe read it silently to yourself would that maybe cause some kind of mental uh illness and or insanity but the main question that i have and i think this is the most important one to ask is if you did that thing where you're not really enunciating, just kind of mumble reading to yourself. If you did that, would you summon deadites, but they were like mimes and they couldn't really hurt you, but they're just annoying as fuck. <laughs> he wants to know, is there a loophole? Yeah. If, like, if you mumble read it. Like, the, the loophole is reading it to yourself because you're not actually calling forth anything. Reading it aloud is essentially calling forth. Yeah, but reading it aloud is giving it an, uh, an audio voice reading it would giving it a mental voice and i feel like that would still allow a conduit into yes but the evil. i feel like that would lead to a good bit of madness it's it's also addressed in army of darkness when the wise men read from the book they're not reading it aloud but they know the book because they've read the book <clears throat> and they're all wise debatable Ish. debatable but whatever well for the time yeah proceed So Nancy tells them that she thinks her own experiences when she was a teenager uh, may be connected in some way. She shares some of the stories she's heard since she's uh, begun her studies. And the three all come to the conclusion that the only way to destroy evil is to find all the boxes and destroy them before someone unwittingly destroys the world. That's when they travel to the closest town that they think might be li- linked to the book, Haddonfield, Illinois. Yeah. Well, Haddonfield and uh, Springfield. It's like 20 well, miles away. Yeah. It's fucking like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right there. The God, you guys. The goddamn water over there. Fuck. So on the way, Nancy tells them of the legend of Michael Myers and Ash claims to remember hearing the story of the six-year-old kid who killed his sister. Following this story leads them to a former nurse who once worked with one Dr. Sam Loomis. The nurse tells them about Loomis and his obsession and research into Michael Myers and evil in general. After a very long conversation, the nurse finally hands over all of Loomis's research, which she has kept in trust. Um, My joke is stupid. As they're going through it, Nancy finds things within the research that match up with things that she's learned from the Necronomicon itself the trio then uh come to the conclusion that michael may in fact be a deadite that is triggered every so often though they can't figure out the trigger however before they can learn more christy is informed of a doctor back in england who seems obsessed with what happened to her and has even managed to get his hands 
on items from her father's home, including the mattress where Kirsty's stepmother, Julia, died. His house. His house. Yeah, well, British, he's a British doctor, so I'm thinking house, right? No. Could be house. Could be no. Hugh Laurie? No. no. Dr. Kennard. Oh. Kirsty and Ash uh, go back to England and they <laughs> discover that Dr. Kennard is, in fact, looking for answers and is mad in. Managed to gather far more material than they have, including mm. four of Le Marchand's boxes. One of Show which off. is the Lament configuration itself. One's a collector. Ash witnesses Dr. Kennard resurrect Julia and attacks Dr. Kennard, killing him and then ending Julia. Bitch. As they go through all of Kennard's research, they learn of Tiffany, who is a savant when it comes to puzzles. They manage to break through to her and she agrees to join them to help find the boxes. Now in possession of four of the 13 boxes, they return to America, going to New Jersey to follow up on the legend of Camp Blood. Mm. After some research, Kirsty, Tiffany and Ash come to the conclusion that like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees is a deadite. And while researching Jason, they come across more legends, Leatherface, the tall man, Angela, all of them with one thing seemingly in common. They can't be killed. Also, while researching Jason, they learn of two survivors, Tommy Jarvis, who is locked up tight in a mental institute and Tina, a woman with extraordinary gifts. Damn right. She does. Can you tell where I started writing for Jim? (laughs) <laughs> no no glad you called it out i would have had no idea in Tommy fairness G- i think angela can be killed she's just wily enough not to get killed or a rugged tommy jarvis stepped from the airport and waved to the cab but as he stepped into traffic was viciously run down and killed like a bitch the end So our group travels and visits with Tina, who is still grieving the death of her mother, and they get her detailed account of what took place at Camp Crystal Lake. Kirsty now has a theory that they could possibly release Jason's spirit from the body of the Deadeye and then kill the body once and for all. When asked how, she says they will need to use one of the boxes. She then says that they might be able to close the breach, which allows Deadites to come through into their world once and for all if they can find all 13 boxes. Tina, of course, agrees to go along, and the group returns to Camp Crystal Lake, where Tiffany uses one of the boxes to summon Jason back to life. Ash now uh, fights off the golem with the help of Tina, while Nancy and Kirsty use the box <laughs> of the dead to separate the boy spirit from the deadite. Of course, since Ash is involved, things don't go smoothly, but Tina is able to hold Jason in place as Kirsty banishes Jason's spirit out of the body. When Jason's spirit is free, Ash completely destroys the deadite body. Almost immediately, there is a change in everything, as if a veil has been lifted and the forest no longer feels oppressive and evil. Yeah? No? Okay. Got all the lights out. <clears throat> Over the next year, our group travels the world and repeats the process. In Texas, Ash has an epic chainsaw fight with Leatherface, and afterwards, the <laughs> ladies find him... Uh, discover another box within the Hewitt family farm. The box has controlled the whole Hewitt family bloodline. When they take the, the box, the rest of the Hewitts die. Ash decides to blow off some steam and brag about his defeat of the famed serial killer, and it just does not go well. 
big old bar fight. Nukes top five. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and I, well, like, yeah, our evenings are usually let's watch the nukes. <laughs> we gotta wait like a week and a fuck half, but <laughs> whatever, dude. Ooh. I gotta so imagine what? that Ash and and if Leatherface and Ash got into like a chainsaw fight, that I don't know, they might almost walk away with like a mutual respect. Obviously, Leatherface isn't going to be as smart as Ash is, and Ash is going to be making fun of him the whole time. But I, I know Leatherface is tough and can take a beating. Uh, so I don't know. I would be. I would, I would like to see a Leatherface versus Ash chainsaw. And that's fight. that's kind of why I wrote this because I thought it'd be like an epic sword fight, but with chainsaws. But or also, light, light. when the when the ladies get hold of the box, it takes away all of Leatherface's power. Aww. So, advantage Ash. So he's well. Just I mean, he's Ash fucking Williams for fuck's sake. Advantage is always there. He just doesn't usually know it. Plot <laughs> armor is yeah. strong with that one. <laughs> However, in Oregon, things don't go well when they encounter the tall man for the first time. Uh, After their defeat and their near escape with their lives, they realize they don't have the proper box to defeat him, and the spheres are something they were unprepared for. Angela also proves to be a difficult opponent. Though Tina and Ash are able to subdue her, before she is killed, Angela reveals that her aunt used the box to alter her after her parents' deaths. They're able to find the box in Angela's childhood home. Angela's actually grateful to be released. That does track because honestly, her aunt always seemed a bit off. Well, if you've watched, Hilarious, yeah, the, the first one, it's it's her aunt that fucks her yeah. up. So yeah, and, and that's tell, pretty that much where I ran out of time. And that won't do it all. Huh. <laughs> oh no, we must hurry. Yes, I believe there's a whole bag of yeah, crazy. There's something screwy about that woman. So that's that's my thesis. I got I like I like it. Uh, this uh, I would I say my my humble two cents, which you can feel free to toss in the garbage if you if you feel so. I would say this feels more like a Netflix series than maybe mine did. Uh, I was just getting super descriptive, but I mean, with to be able to unfold this story the way you kind of want to, yours is like it should be on like the the barrel head of a fucking ship. Like this is going to be a uh, a long i would like a whole episode of ash in texas you know hunting shit down and everything i wouldn't want this kind of trying to cram it into two hours i would want to see this given the time that it would deserve uh and a possible creativity su- uh, suggestion would be that some of the missing boxes um when when they fell into certain hands they uh, uh because they didn't know how to solve them they took them and they reshaped them. Freddy Krueger took a box and he reshaped it into his glove. Tall man took a box and he reshaped him into the spheres. Something maybe along those lines. And so this bro actually, took one and turned it into the Rubik's Cube. Jim, it's funny you say that because that's actually kind of where I was thinking of going with the tall man. Was that so. the, the box is actually split itself into three spheres. So you have the gold one and then the two silver ones. Um, but the the... The thing with uh, just like Coors Light, (gasps) the one with uh, Ash in Texas, I actually thought it would it would be great if you open because I I'm with you. I think it should be a series. Um, 
I thought it'd be great if it opened with Ash walking into a bar, getting a beer, and then start bragging about his fight with Leatherface, and no one buys it. And so we get the, the almost the whole episode is like flashbacks of the actual fight. And at the end, it's the girls who walk in and they throw Leatherface's chainsaw down. And it's like, like and no, he, really. he can kind of go like <laughs> You left us in our bed. <laughs> Ash, we told you not to leave this shit around. Like, but he did it on purpose, knowing that they would bring it. Yes. It sort of feels like um a slashery, you know, United you know, trip around the United States, um, Sam and Dean style, only like more hardcore and not, you know. So I I like that like each episode would it's be like, like following HBO supernatural. Yeah, well, yeah. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all on a road yeah. to hell. And it's it's bringing like all the the big you know slashers mm-hmm. and stuff into it. And this is why they can't be killed. That's why we have so many sequels, you know, because it's not them or any sort of power they have. It's the boxes. It's whatever box that is controlling them. And I did like, you know, especially with both Jason and Leatherface, that it's like they're actually deadites. They're powerful mm-hmm. deadites. Which yeah. would make sense in that, like, grand lore if they're all in the same universe. Yeah. So, and I did like, I, I really did like the the idea that, Angela has been under the spell and, and partially aware. So when she's killed, she's actually thankful, you know? Well, I, I think with the whole idea, I mean, obviously we've all seen the whole sleepaway camp saga so many times. at least as many as I have. Um, we know well, that uh, Angela sure. was supposed to be, or, or was born a little boy and her aunt, uh, after his parents died, his parent, uh, his aunt just kind of fucked up his head, made him believe that he was a little girl. Maybe uh, he is still that boy, and the spirit, uh, when it takes over his his body, makes him Angela. So, because like usually when you would see a, a kind of a possession, it was it, it's usually kind of sexist. It's you know a male demon would possess a male host. Or a female demon would possess a female host. It seemed, at least anyway, to me. This would be an interesting uh, thing where you could get an actor uh, to come in and uh, be able to play both a masculine and a feminine role convincingly with two completely different personality sets. And, and like, you know, because it's one thing for an, er- uh, a, a, an actor to try and portray like oh, my identical twin. Or something along those lines, but to have two vastly different characters to, to try and contain within one host character, I think that'd be interesting too to play with. Well, and then and then there's the callback too to the ant that they're gonna have to go and face down the ant to get the box. And and I, I feel like they have to be in possession of the right box before they can end, you know, it's why they can't they can't kill the tall man until they get all three spheres and are able to reconfigure them back into the box. You know, uh, you could work is, in uh, 13 ghosts too, but then there's like a lot of numbers involved Then you got boxes yeah. and books and shit. And, all and I was, yeah, but there's a lot of horror movies that you can tie in. I mean, there's, you know, we, I just, head. yeah, we just hit the big one, but yeah, pumpkin heads in there. Pumpkin I mean, head totally yeah. looks like a dead eye. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And that old witch that's still around. That's the one that like, you know, yeah. That's how she's Ed able Harley to summon him. She's got yep. one of the boxes. 
it's been passed down in her family for generations. That's why it doesn't kill her when he manifests in her little hovel. That's why it protects her. Yeah. Hopefully you guys. Who's the best zombie in movie history? Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. I mean, (laughs) no, no, no. Ouch. No. No. Great musician. Love him to death for everything he did back in the day, but no, no, no. Um, well, because I was curious, because honestly, that would be kind of an interesting take, too. At some point, you could almost get into shit like the Romero universe and like one of the boxes, one of the demons that's attached to it when it gets free um, causes zombie apocalypse. And the way to actually stop the zombie apocalypse is by stopping basically patient zero who has said box. Yeah, uh, I was going to try and stay away from like general things like that like zombies i would i would zombies vampires werewolves shit like that i I wanted to focus on me but i would like maybe go after you know chuds really you're gonna swap zombies for chuds you could make the same argument against you know chuds one could make against or maybe there could be like a whole episode where it's like chuds are being unfairly victimized and like look we're not undead okay we're just we live underground okay we've chosen regular this lifestyle we're regular everywhere. fucking people okay I'm we're regular like we're a little cannibalistic all right we get renewable we get food that. source yeah what about like the wrong turn those are just inbreds yeah. Well, yeah, but they're still listen to the fucking privilege in that state. Those are just (laughs) inbreds and you turn. Listen to fucking you. (laughs) Oh, you'll you'll tout the whole fucking chain, the the Leatherface family. Look, but those inbreds are fine. But the U-turn inbreds, those suddenly. Oh, no. Listen, Emmanuel Labor. I don't need your shit. My finishing (laughs) move is called time and a half, by the way. (laughs) I thought it was called the siesta. That's racist. Hey, don't let. So don't is let naming Harvey. yourself don't Emmanuel Harper. Yeah. My name is Emmanuel. Okay, the, the it's French. It's Lebor. I'm not Lebor. Mexican. What makes you think I'm Mexican? Uh, well, you're sexy for one, but you know. I don't know. Maybe you should think to yourself on that before you just start throwing. Uh, can I just be a, a weirdo in a mask? I have to. I have to. Well, have I mean, actual, you are, you know, but you know, we I wanted mean, to add more to your character here, dude. A little one-dimensional by being a weirdo in a mask. I'm just saying, you know, what okay. is motivation? Uh, that's my motivation. Is I don't have motivation. That's my character. That's, I'm an anti-hero. I don't have motivation. Oh, I don't. I the, the most wrestling I do is trying to get a bag of Skittles open. That's fair. That's, the struggle you know, is real. You some know? of those, they have that little pre-tear and it's easy. And others, it's like, why do you hate me? I have a bag of happiness that you're refusing me entry to. It's like getting into a thing of Starburst. Um, I already opened the package. You want me to do more work? Fuck you. If we could be serious for oh, a second. Oh, Jim, I just thought of, another, <laughs> I just thought of a great one that we could uh, throw on the series. Just the fucking second? music legend that is Sammy fucking Kerr. From uh, trick or treat, trick or treat. Oh, trick or oh treat. My yes. Gosh. Halloween. Yes. Okay. That's and how uh, he survived, uh, man. He had a box. Yeah. Ha- hatchet. 
uh, yeah. the Hatchet oh series. I love Hatchet. Fuck yeah. What's her name? Um, oh, God damn it. She's also in Halloween. Uh, the actress. <gasps> and then I can get Tucker and Dale to help out at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Tucker and Dale definitely need to have at least an episode. They got to be yeah. on. You guys <laughs> and have then- to visit Leslie Vernon then. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Leslie Vernon. So good. Yeah, no, I would think that. But Tucker it turns out Dale, like they think he is, but he's just he's just a psychopath. <laughs> you, you'll know when Tucker and Dale will have a cameo in the episode because another cast member from Firefly will be randomly in a scenario and they will be horribly killed. And then like, um, you know, Alan Tudyk will, will have to come in and just he'll have a, a witty one. Alan Tudyk voices the dog. Yeah. Well, he'll be in a Tucker and Dale, you know, and so he'll, so his, he'll come in and, and they'll have, you know, like, yeah, leave on a wind or whatever. And then, like, you know, my soul will be happy for a minute. And then just a minute. Back. Just well, a then minute. We're not the before you just, explode. Yeah. We are, we are not going to make Jim happy for a minute. Wow. That's every ex girlfriend I just had, just, you know, <laughs> so weird. They all, they, they all possess James at the same time. Sorry, someone may have a uh, lament configuration near me. <laughs> don't know That's where how Brie keeps him in check. <laughs> so, okay, then. So I would say uh, from like a, a plot standpoint uh, and a creative standpoint, what, you know, so what purpose really do the boxes serve in? Uh, so are they a power source or are they a containment? vehicle are they a doorway uh what what purpose do they serve or each one serves things? a different different thing but the um the lament one uh is is supposed to be the final one that's open to allow hell to come on earth um and uh i think uh, uh we could uh maybe we could open it now the circle the circle the ultimate Lump unboxing video. Bree says, says I'm not allowed to open it, though. No, I think she no. said you can't open it, meaning uh, that, that you're not no. worthy. Uh, because well, if I mean, you do, you know, he's not allowed. You know what? I would love to no. make a funnier die video with the lament, the configuration <laughs> no. box. Stop and it! I'm opening my box. No. No, there there needs Ow. to be a funnier dive video where there's James there's this. quit fingering your box. <laughs> That's how you open it. Well, no, the, the, the video said? would have you uh, you opening the box, and then right when you get the final thing, and it does the open and twist, and it goes back in, and the walls shake, and everything else, everything else. Instead of Pinhead coming out, uh, confetti falls from the ceiling, <laughs> and you are the one millionth person. <laughs> To have opened the box, and you're just Yay! like, they come out like, with it. Here's your free sandwich. <laughs> it's a birthday cake. Yeah, like, <laughs> just send a bite. Cake. Yeah, it just jumps out. You know, or, or I don't know. Congratulations, you don't die. And then it's gross. I like that. If you guys film like, it, I'll edit it. I like that. It's a whole cheesecake. They say you don't die, but you will if you eat the whole cheesecake in one sitting. <laughs> It will not take really your good. life, but as it has been related to me, it is to die for. Sorry, pinhead <laughs> joke. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Laugh or I'll wear your skin as a as a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that would scare leather. I was going to say leather head. <laughs> leather the hybrid leather Pin head. Face. Yeah. Pin face. Pin face. 
Hey, you leave Edward James almost out of this. That's the legend nice. of Leatherhead. <laughs> and you laughed face. at that. That's fucked up. That's that's not nice. You're going to hell, bro. You should stand and deliver <laughs> an apology to him, is what you should you should stand and deliver that apology to him for, for laughing at his pin face. I, I feel like you were the one who brought it up though, bro. Like, like I pointed it out. I pointed out the obvious <laughs> racist elephant in the room. Well, thank Obviously. you. Thank you for that. Clearly, I am the voice of reason on this show. Okay. Yeah. If you can't trust me, if you can't trust this face. I'm pretty sure Sam is the voice of reason on this Sounds show. Sounds like Big Jim's opting to make the Patreon plea today. In that I mean, get-up, of course he is. I, I could. I feel yes. like he should. Okay. I, well, I'm, I, I'm, I I'm glad the mask, will, yeah, the mask will convey well through audio so he's <laughs> enjoyed this masked voice of mine ladies and gentlemen big jim <laughs> fuck jesus christ can't breathe in this fucking thing anyway uh where was i Oh, yeah. So eternal life. Yeah. You're going to need the blood of a bread maker. And um, I don't know. You need like three star fragments. It's a long recipe, really. Just get at us uh, and not another podcast. I'll give you the whole rundown. And uh, again, you got to do it on the right solstice. It sounds easy. Like when you look at the whole spell, you know, and yes, you, you get the three wishes and, and a, a castle of, of was it a, a castle of agony on the fourth ring of hell, whatever the fuck the fine print says. It sounds really nice. It really does. But uh, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to uh, to, to essentially get to that level uh, of dominion over demons and uh, and the underworld. It's tough. It's hard work. But you know what? The good news is uh, there's an easier way. There's a much, much easier way. It's a way that a lot more people are doing every single day. You don't have to sell your soul. You don't have to work, you know, for some, un, you know, unrelenting agony. You don't have to, you know, divert all your energy to the betterment of some soulless creature or work for Walmart. You don't have to do these things. Some of you will anyway, but the easier way to get power over the dark ones, real simple. You go to the source and who is that source? That's right. Not another podcast. You give us money. That money will equate to a small, you know, fiduciary amount of your soul. I mean, again, there's a lot of fine print involved. I won't bore you with the specifics. The more money you give, the more soul you will get to retain upon your death. If you don't give enough money, again, it's up to you how much you want to give, you know, a dollar a month. That's great. (laughs) It's not going to do you a whole lot of good. It's essentially like, hey, you got toilet paper in hell, but it's like single ply and you're covered in fire. But whatever. Uh, Five bucks a month. Hey, two ply. And you got a water gun. Uh, which doesn't have any water in it. But don't worry, you're going to be crying a lot so you can save the tears. $10 a month, again, the Patreons go up and up and up. I'm not going to bore you with the specifics. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm an action guy. Look at this face's voice, and you hear the sincerity on it, in it, near it, around it. And if you want to be sincere, and you want to... um really just have uh, a little bit of 
the netherworld to call your own. Choice is yours. Give us some money right now. I'm not fucking around. Well said, Jim. Um, well, it was said. Yeah. Sorry, the first part <laughs> with the recipe was tough. I say as soon as I start using the dark speak, I forgot there's a you know a vine of silence that grows around me. It's, it's again fine print. He was using Mordor speak. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Blur the milky tongue. A language we all vowed would never be spoken on this podcast. Mm, Esperanto. More than once a day. <laughs> By Jim. In those exact orders. Bring this solstice. Yes. Bring it around. <laughs> Bring it around. Solstice callbacks. That's right. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to build our druid following. <laughs> or a cult grouping. I mean, is it any different? Yeah. Well said, Danny. Well said. <laughs> it was and with said, that but... awkwardness, we bid you all a fond farewell. Is it any different? <laughs> Bye. 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 Check your smoke detectors. Fuck you. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.